Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. I'm a mom, physician assistant, writer, and life coach. Two years ago, I was feeling stuck, restless, overwhelmed, and I felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be, but I had no idea what that even meant. And the crazy part is my life had turned out pretty awesome, at least on paper, but I couldn't figure out what was wrong or why I felt out of alignment. A series of books and podcasts and conversations changed my life and revealed my next journey one step at a time. My purpose right now is to help you wake up to your soul's purpose by sharing conversations with amazing women who've walked in your shoes. Keep listening and the answers to your next step will come, I promise. We're all here for a reason, and I'll help you figure out what that is so you don't have to waste another minute sleepwalking through your life. I definitely don't have it all figured out, so I'll also share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Hey, y'all. I am back. I have had COVID, and we were vaccinated and boosted, but I still had it. I feel like I'm 99% normal, so that is such a blessing. I was hesitant to record while I still sounded, but luckily I think I think I sound almost normal. So anyway, this is my favorite time of the year. Well, it's not really, but it's my favorite like planning time of the year because it's January. But I'm going to do things a little bit different this year as far as my goals and resolutions and stuff. Um But this, you know, in January, like the first week in January, nobody has really broken their resolutions yet. All of your goals are still dangling like ripe fruit in front of you, and they're just waiting for you to sink your teeth into them. So I also love reading through my old journal. So I like look at, take a look at the future, but I also take a look at the past. So this um, last two weeks, I've been reading through um, December of 2019. So two years ago, and I look at so many things that happened in the last couple of years, because sometimes one year is too close. We're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That wasn't too bad. But if you read from two or even three years ago, then it shows you sort of how far you've come. So um, things that seemed like a huge deal, like my husband was taking one of his first PhD classes. My daughter had just gotten braces and they were killing her. Um, I mean, we were having to feed her like everything was yogurt or mushy food. We didn't know she was lactose intolerant. So everything was hurting her stomach because most mushy food had dairy. Um And then we were worried about like ADHD testing, all this stuff. So all of that was keeping me awake at night. Like every, almost every entry from two years ago, I wrote how I wasn't, wasn't sleeping and how stressed out I was. And I'm like, that's no way to live a life. But um, anyway, that's, I'm glad it happened because that's sort of what prompted me to make changes. So um. At the time, I was also like not sure why I wasn't satisfied in medicine. I was feeling like I wrote that I felt like a square peg in a round hole. I just page after page of feeling unsettled, out of alignment, like what do I do? And, you know, 
prayers for like, God, help me figure out what it is I'm supposed to do. So when I see how my journey has played out, it just gives me a huge sense of peace that we are all here on a path. It's, it is going to work out. It may not work out the way you have planned, but even the bad and the painful things will work out somehow. Maybe not the way you want them to, but they will work out. So I also look at what I learned. So I sort of look at when I was reading my journal, I would have been 42. Actually, I would have been 41 because it was December. So I I sort of look at what was she going through and what do I hope that the 44-year-old hope is like? Like how how does she handle things differently? And that gives me an idea of how I want this next year to go. I did an exercise that I heard on a podcast and the the neuropsychologist, I think that's what she is. She's an MD, but then she went back and got her PhD in neuropsychology. Her name is Tara Swart. And she said, when you're facing like a, a, a split in the path or a decision or a dilemma, she physically takes seven steps forward from where she's standing. She turns around and she looks at where she was standing. So it's I heard her say this and I was like, that's kind of dumb. I'm not actually going to do that. I'll just imagine it in my head. It did not work as good when you just, when I imagined it in my head. So if you're going to do this, like take seven steps forward, turn around and look at where you were standing. So the seven steps symbolize seven years. So if you take your age, I am 44, add seven, that's 51. So I would be 51 years old. And so you look back and you give yourself advice from the future you. I mean, you give your past self. What what am I trying to say, y'all? You give your present self advice from the future you, seven years in the future. So what I told myself was I have been stressing, like in the present tense, about social media. I do not love social media. I feel like it sort of steals my time and my energy and my brain power. So I'm reading this book, Digital Minimalism, and it sort of cemented why it's not good for my brain to be on social media for hours every week. And so my stress level presently is about like, gosh, if I'm going to be a coach, do I have to market? Do I have to like have a brand? Do I have to brand myself? Do I have to have a platform? And it just didn't feel authentic to me. So This was where it really got real. So the future me was like, oh, no, do not do that. Do you really want to look back on these last few years when the kids are still at home and think, wow, I really killed it on Instagram. I doubled my followers. I get triple the views. No, that that sounds like a nightmare to me. So the future me said, enjoy this. Enjoy what you're doing. You're still learning. Enjoy coaching. Don't put pressure on yourself to quote unquote be successful. Just do what I do and clients will come. And she also told me to like really enjoy my kids and be there for them. Notice their personalities, their senses of humor, their like hang out with them in their rooms, which is I don't know. It's so much easier to hide, like hide up here in my closet. And I I say that I'm getting work done. And sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm like shopping on Amazon. But the future me was like, look, 
your son is 14. He is only going to be at home four more years. This is going to fly by. And your daughter has not hit puberty yet. And once she does, it's going to be a completely different story. So really enjoy her while she's still kid-like. Um, she also, the future me, told me to not forget about my husband. She's like, y'all are both getting older. You're still in your 40s right now. You could still do fun things together. You don't have like hip issues. You don't have bad knees. So enjoy your husband. Do things now that you may not be able to do in the future. Like one thing I've thought about for a long time is to take sailing lessons. And so she's like, don't wait until you retire. So with my future self's point of view in mind, I started making plans for 2022, but I'm doing it a little differently. So I'm doing it with my future self's perspective in mind, but I'm also doing it um, based on a book I read this year called The 12-Week Year. So the whole premise for this is that if you, you know how we make resolutions in January and then by November we're frantic, like, oh my gosh, I didn't do this. And so we kind of half-ass it or we rush through it, or maybe we do get it done, but we wait until the 11th hour. So <clears throat> with the 12-week year, you sort of pretend like a year is 12 weeks. And so that makes every single day count. It makes every single week count. And you're more, much more likely to stick with things and to get them done. The other piece of it is accountability. So you can't just say in the next 12 weeks, I want to write a book and, you know, uh, double my podcast listeners. So you have to map out um, steps and then you put those steps on a calendar and you have like Monday through Sunday. That didn't sound right. But anyway, you have <laughs> seven days. And you go through and you check like check boxes, which I love check boxes. I love star charts and check boxes. So the accountability piece of it, you have to actually look at it every Sunday, see what you did, see what you didn't do, and then plan out the next week. So I'm going to try that with a group of girls and I'll let y'all know how it works out. Okay, so as far as actual planning, I divided, I like to think of life in buckets. So <clears throat> I divided my list into career, family, personal. And then I divided the career part into podcasting, even though I don't really, I don't make any money off of it. It's still, I consider it like part of my work, my career, coaching, and medicine. So these are the buckets. And into each bucket, I make list of what I want to happen over the next three months, like who I want to interview, whose podcast I want to be on which publications I'd like to see my writing in, um, which mentors I'd like to connect with, what I want my family life to look like, my relationship with my kids, where I want to travel. Okay, so then I get really specific. So you can't just say like, I want to improve my relationship with my husband. You have to like come up with things that you could do in the next 12 weeks and then actually put them on the calendar and put specifics like, okay, let's say we're going to go uh, camping in Okefenokee. We did that one time. It's a swamp filled with alligators, but it's really beautiful. It looks prehistoric. So it's cooler than it sounds like sleeping with alligators. So to do that, you have to make reservations like well in advance. You have to make sure you have the proper gear. You have to reserve a canoe. So all of those little things would go on my calendar. Um, 
as far as whose podcast I want to be on. Like I have to make sure I'm a good fit, listen to some of their podcasts, um, craft an email. So <clears throat> um, relationships with my kids. I've, oh God, every year I'm like, I want to improve my relationship with my kids. I want to have dates with them. All right, this year I'm actually putting on the calendar, like take pottery class with daughter or, you know, uh, go for hikes with my son. So really specific stuff like that and when I'm going to do it. All right, so one more thing before you actually start writing, if you're going to do this, there's one other thing I want to talk about, and it's not being perfect. So it's easy to assume that because I'm doing all this that I'm actually going to get it done and get it done well. But I'm a big fan of doing it messy. You could tell this because of my podcast, like the lack of editing. I don't mind doing it messy. But in other areas of my life, I am frozen in fear by the thought of failing. So like one thing that's been on my goal list for the literally the last four years is to f- write a book. And I've started it. I've done chat whole chapters, like three or four chapters. Um, but it changes. You know, it's in the self-help genre, and I just can't seem to make myself finish it. And I have put, you know, have a proposal written by this date. Have, you know, da-da-da-da-da. So I had a coaching call this week with a fellow classmate, and she helped me so much to see what's going on in my brain. So being a nonfiction writer, I put a lot of pressure on myself to have it all figured out before I publish something. Like if I'm writing about motherhood, I need to have had a good day with my daughter where she did not scream like, I hate you. And if I'm writing about marriage, then I feel like if we're in the midst of a big old not speaking to each other for five days, that like, how can I write about like marriage tips? If I write about burnout, then I feel like an imposter if I'm not burned out in the moment. If I'm only working one or two days a week, my schedule's been light because patients are canceling from COVID, um, then I'm like, what right do I have to write about burnout? Like, I'm not seeing enough patients right now to be burned out. But then I started thinking about it, and I thought about fiction writers. And I was like, you know that lady who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey? Did she really, like, try out Fifty Shades of Grey before she started writing? Like, do you have to have it all figured out? I mean, don't most teachers teach what they need to know, too? No one is perfect, y'all. And perfect means that you need to expect that you're going to mess up. So just like with... um. Like my trainer at my gym, she has cake and wine occasionally. So, you know, that's not really messing up, but even she's not perfect. So this year, I invite you, embrace your mess and your non-perfection, your I'm still figuring it out, and I'm going to try to do the same, and I'm going to share how my journey's going along the way. I can still be imperfect and help people. Like if somebody hires me to coach them, they don't expect me, hopefully, to be God and have all the answers about their future. Really, they just need somebody who is willing to help them move forward on their path and who has walked some steps in whatever they're going through. One of my favorite authors is Susie Moore. She's got a lovely British accent, and she wrote a book called Let It Be Easy. So one thing she says is, I'm learning as I go, and it's not my job to be perfect. 
So I don't want y'all to stress so much about how you're going to make these goals happen. I want you to put it down. I want you to, you know, want it to happen, but you don't have to figure out every single detail of how it's going to happen because that's going to suck all the joy out of it. So ask yourself, what if you could let it be easy? How would that change it? So for example, I send a newsletter every Sunday. I put tips, I put a book I'm reading, like a health nugget. And I used to stress about it, like it has to be perfect. The photos I put on there need to be like Instagram worthy. And then I just decided like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to keep it up if it's not easy. So how can I let it be easy? So I started just doing it the way I would want to see a newsletter, just like um, almost like a scrapbook, like postcard, like, hey, here's what I'm up to. Here's what I've learned this week. Here's what I've, you know, been challenged with. And that has made it so much fun. And it's it's easy now. I also used to push myself every week, you have to have a blog post. It has to be like perfect grammar checked off, like pictures to go with it. And that was not fun. So I decided to do it about twice a month. And that's much more, it's easier and it's more fun. So look at your buckets. Which ones fill you with dread? Like if there's something in your goal bucket list that you're like dreading, how can you let it be easy? Or is there a way to make it more fun? Is there some like prize you could award yourself once you're done with it? Like I don't, I told you I don't love social media. I kind of, I dread posting actually because I feel, I feel either salesy or I feel like it's not good enough. Like it's, um, I don't know, once you're on Instagram posting, then you look at everybody else's post and you're like, uh, mine just aren't, mine aren't like that. Um, But what if I let it be easy? What if I look at it as like, I'm just, this is what I've been up to lately. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm reading. And so it allows people to get to know you without having to make it so complicated and stressful. So you don't have to try it all. You don't have to have it all figured out. Like last year, one of my goals was to study functional medicine. And I did. I mean, I spent 15 hours a week. This was like a part-time job. Um, The test at the end was like three hours, and I used every bit of that. But I decided it is not for me at this time in my life. I am not going to do the second year. I'm quitting. I'm taking a break. So same thing with yoga. When I taught yoga, uh, I mean, I spent several thousand dollars getting my yoga teacher certification. It was so worth it because it made me grow as a human. Um... But I decided teaching yoga was not how I wanted to spend free time. I'd rather do yoga instead of teaching it. So even like life coaching, I don't know if I'll be doing it 10 years from now. I don't know if I'll be podcasting a year from now. But it's it's just something that I'm doing right now. I don't have to have it all figured out. So anyway, that's the other reason the 12-week year appeals to me. You don't have to have the whole year figured out. You just plan for the next three months. So what would 2022 look like for you if you A, let it be easy, B, accepted imperfection and just tried something just for the heck of it, and C, if you knew you could pivot at any point, and D, ask your future seven-year-older self what she would like for you to focus on this year. Thank 
thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.